Today in this episode, uh, I would like uh, to talk about microscope quality and I'd like to give you a little bit of advice uh, on the different views uh, of quality that people might have. So hi, hello and welcome, Microbe Hunter here and uh, one of the common questions that I receive uh, you know, usually per, e per email or sometimes over some comments over my YouTube videos um, or also of course in the forum is this, um, is this microscope, uh, this particular microscope um, a sufficiently good microscope to buy? Well in many cases the people who want to buy a microscope uh, are interested in buying them for hobby purposes. And uh, it's a difficult uh, question to answer, of course, because uh, different people have a different view and different concepts uh, of quality. And uh, today in this uh, YouTube, not in this YouTube, in this uh, podcast episode, of course, uh, I would like uh, to categorize uh, quality, quality into four different categories that I would like uh, to talk about to help you a little bit uh, to make a, a buying decision. Um, usually when people ask me what is a, a good microscope to buy, um, then I usually say, well, the best microscope is the one that you will end up using the most often. <laughs> but uh, in many cases, this is not a satisfactory answer. So I decided to, to make a podcast episode today where I talk a little bit about quality aspects and I decided to, to do a podcast uh, episode because um, it's probably going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be a little bit longer than my YouTube videos that I normally make. Well, for those of you who don't know me yet, uh, I'm Oliver and I'm uh, a microscopist, a hobby microscopist. I've got a YouTube channels, actually several of them, which are all dedicated uh, to amateur and hobby microscopy. Yeah, exploring nature and using microscopes, that's uh, essentially one of my passions here. And uh, of course, uh, a microscope is uh, an essential tool in that respect. And uh, the market is quite large. Uh, however, this uh, also is, is a nice thing uh, so that we have uh, quite a wide choice um, of products, of, of devices, of microscopes available these days. But this, of course, makes it also a little bit more difficult to make an ultimate decision. Well, um, of course, uh, the quality of a microscope... Uh, whatever that means, I'm going to talk about that, depends uh, quite a bit on cost. Um, so um, you always have to relate it to the cost and uh, um, you, there is basically no limit uh, to the price of a microscope. So microscopes can already be bought for around, let's say, uh, less than 100 um, US dollars or euros. And uh, there is no limit to the top. Yeah? But generally there is a so-called an 80-20 rule that uh, essentially you can get 80% uh, yeah, of uh, the features uh, for about 20% um, of the price. And, uh, and essentially, if you would like uh, to um, have uh, more features, uh, then yeah, the price is going to um, explode uh, quite a bit. So for getting 90% uh, um, of, uh, yeah, of the features, you have to invest already quite a lot, of, uh, quite a lot more. It's a law of diminishing returns, as it's called. Um, well, many people who want to buy microscopes and when they ask, well, is this a good microscope? They want to get optically impressive results, sometimes to compare the images that they receive um, on the things that they see on YouTube, on so the YouTube videos or pictures which are po uh, posted online. And um, it's a myth, however, that you need the most expensive microscope to get the best results. Because in many cases, the bottleneck um, is not the microscope itself, but uh, the way that the specimen is prepared and also post-processing. So um, contrast enhancement, digital image enhancement and so on are very important. 
So it's not always the microscope uh, that is important uh, or the, that uh, is uh, yeah, the most important thing, but sometimes also um, yeah, the steps uh, that uh, go before microscopic observation also afterwards that uh, play a very important role here to improve image quality. Yeah, but sometimes image quality is not the thing that uh, it's the most important thing for some people. Yeah. So um, in many cases, it's also like this, that you need uh, a side per side comparison of the different microscopes to actually see a difference. And uh, why is this relevant? Because uh, sometimes people upgrade to a better microscope and then they're disappointed because they expect miracles after the upgrade. Um, but then they discover that upgrading the microscope uh, yeah, did not really produce the desired result. And in many cases, it's also not possible to upgrade the microscope because uh, the microscope simply does not have any spare parts or is not sufficiently modular. And it's not possible to upgrade it. Yeah, so there are some inherent limitations as well. Well, um, of course, I'm talking about compound microscopes here because the whole issue about stereo microscopes is um, a little bit different maybe sometimes. So what I would like to do now is, is I would like to talk about uh, the four quality aspects that I was um, able to identify. I'm going to quickly mention them first and then I'm going to go into more detail. Um, microscope quality quality could be optical quality, it could be mechanical quality, um, it could be also the features offered, let's also count it to quality, and also serviceability, because not all microscopes uh, can be easily maintained and serviced. And depending on what your objectives are, this basically determines how important the different aspects are here. Um, let's start off with optical quality, because I think this is one of the things that uh, most people talk about uh, when they talk about microscope quality. And sure, it is a very important uh, aspect here, but of course not uh, the, the only one. Well, um, microscope quality, optical quality of a microscope can include uh, the so-called optical corrections of the objectives. Um, and this basically means that how good is the image quality that the microscope objectives uh, produce? And there are different types of objectives on the market, so-called achromatic objectives, semi-apochromatic or fluoride objectives, uh, apochromatic objectives, and so on and so on. And all of these terms uh, essentially refer uh, to how many colors of the light spectrum are corrected, are basically focused uh, on, um, the, on on the you know, on the plane of the so-called the intermediate plane. Um, in in other words, I do not want to to get too technical here, but uh, light rays are refracted differently depending on the wavelengths, or in other words, depending on the color of the light. And different objectives are able to focus uh, the different more of the colors onto a single point. And uh, this results in a, in a sharper image and also in less uh, so-called chromatic aberrations, which is so-called color fringings. And uh, especially if you are interested in high quality um, yeah, pictures uh, under the microscope, then of course this might be um, of importance here. And also sharpness and clarity plays a role here. And um, of course, um, it's uh, like this, that, that there is a wide range of, of uh, price differences because it's, the more um, corrected an objective is, is the more expensive it is. So for example, the apochromatic objectives if they are even offered by some companies, and that's of course another issue here, uh, they can be significantly more expensive. Um, another um, yeah, optical uh, 
quality criterion might be whether the objective is a so-called a plan objective or not. And uh, this uh, refers uh, to whether the um, objective is able to produce an image which is in focus and sharp all the way to the edges uh, of the field of view. So when you look through uh, the eyepieces of a microscope, it, when the center is in focus, is also the also the edges, the sides in focus. And in plan objectives, uh, it's all the way you know, clear and sharp and in focus. And this is especially important if you're doing photo uh, photographic work here. But again, um, I think I don't need to... <laughs> mentioned this uh, that uh, this uh, of course also increases the price of the objectives uh, quite a bit now from routine um, microscopic um, observation what you have is you do not have planned objectives and you have so-called achromatic objectives these are the cheapest ones and the most economical ones and uh, i would say that probably yeah a lot of people almost all people have uh, when they buy um, relatively low-cost microscopes now some people uh, require special objectives and like uh, the so-called water immersion objectives that can be dipped into the wa into water um, there are some yeah, highly specialized objectives and those objectives can only be obtained um, if your microscope is uh, from a brand from a actually well-known brand there are the common brands that are, um, are out there are no specific order Olympus size like and uh, and um, uh, uh, Olympus says and Nikon and Leica here here we go and uh, they are uh, manufacturing microscopes for research uh, purposes primarily so their target group is not always necessarily the hobby microscopist but also research institutes and, and hospitals and uh, they have uh, highly specialized objectives and they of course uh, can be quite expensive no question about that uh, but uh, of course the research uh, demands uh, require those uh, those op optics now um, if you go a little bit online to research a little bit you're going to find that some microscopes have so-called infinity um, objectives and uh, infinity optics are not automatically better um, in image quality well often they are but that is not really the criterion here uh, because uh, those infinity objectives still can be achromatic objectives for example the economical ones but uh, often the infinity microscopes uh, they have uh, an overall better quality um, and uh, of course also higher price and also better mechanical quality um, and those infinity objectives uh, can also be made a little bit larger um, they are also not compatible those objectives are also not compatible with uh, the other types of objectives and their company specific so this uh, essentially means that if you want to upgrade a microscope you know, it's already difficult for some manufacturers to upgrade it but it might be even more difficult uh, to upgrade it because uh, uh, the infinity of op optics are company specific and especially for smaller companies when they offer those infinity optics it might uh, become a little bit difficult to get replacement uh, objectives so for example um, there was a company that says offered um, a nice infinity microscope for with a 100 times oil immersion objective and uh, they were not offering uh, yeah alternatives for that yeah, so let's say 20 times or 60 times and, and uh, this uh, kind of shows a little bit that uh, even though yeah, the quality might be quite fine um, there's a trade-off um, in other areas so generally um, when you go microscope shopping uh, do you now have a, a big choice here well in generally uh, it depends on the on the cost of the microscope you buy yourself a relatively economical microscope for a couple of hundred dollars or euros uh, then they're going to be already yeah out of the box and uh, you will not have any possibilities to make any specific choices in that respect um, they will be fitted with uh, so-called achromatic objectives the low cost the economical ones and this will be fine for for most cases but um, for anything uh, better you have to uh, yeah 
go shopping with uh, the more well-known and also more expensive brands. So generally, I would say that uh, the um, yeah that uh, the optical quality, while very important, I would say um, yeah one should not invest uh, too much hope uh, that uh, there are going to be significant differences here. So let's now move on a little bit. Uh, let's uh, now, yeah, well, uh, let's not move on. I would like to maybe qualify a little bit of what I just said here. Of course, there are differences in the optical quality, but sometimes um, the expectations uh, that uh, people have uh, might be a little bit too high here. Okay. So because the optics generally in most cases are already uh, quite good. Um, unless you're buying some some toy microscopes, and that's of course a different issue here. So now let's move on a little bit here. Uh, the second uh, part that I would like to talk about is so-called mechanical quality. Um, and what does this mean? Well, <laughs> it can mean also quite a range of uh, different things here. Um, it can mean, for example, the tolerance, the manufacturing tolerances of the mechanics here. Um, in many cases, um, yeah, it's a qu quality control issue. Uh, there are some moving parts in a microscope. And I've uh, seen already some microscopes uh, that had some smaller issues uh, or larger issues, uh, many of them which could be easily corrected. But it, this is actually a um, equality control issue as well. However, I've also seen some pretty bad microscopes out there uh, where screws were, for example, not properly centered. Um, yeah, the movement of the mechanical stage was a problem, was not smooth, or the stage, uh, mechanical stage was not able to hold the slide because um, of too large tolerances, and so on and so on. Now, those problems really did not really impact the image quality or the usability of the microscope, but it was kind of evident already, quite from the beginning, that, ah, um, that this was actually sloppy manufacturing. Um, I have to also admit that in recent years, I've not seen so many microscopes that were a big problem. But I would also say that a lot depends on the expectations of, of the person who buys the microscope. Because for some people, um, even small issues are are not tolerable. Um, but um, generally, I would say that uh, I would say most microscopes have smaller issues. But many many cases, they can be quite easily fixed. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, the mechanical quality. And the next one that I would like to talk about are the features offered. Uh, different microscopes do offer different uh, features, um, which might be of more or less relevancy. And uh, I would say that the features depend a little bit also on the category of the microscope. And I've defined uh, somewhat arbitrarily, have to tell you, um, four different uh, microscope categories. Um, and the features uh, that uh, come associated with that, uh, yeah. So, for example, there are the toy microscopes. I already briefly mentioned them, but I do not want to talk much more about those. So-called introductory microscopes, intermediate and adv advanced microscopes. And um, I would I would say that toy microscopes should be generally disregarded uh, because uh, with a little bit more money invested, you can already get introductory microscopes, which I found to be already significantly better. Um, and, uh, yeah, in many respects. Um, introductory microscopes um, are indeed lacking several features. For example, they do not have a condenser. This is an optical system beneath the stage which bundles the light. Um, yeah, they are in many cases monocular, so they only have one eyepiece to look through. Generally, they do have a lower image quality because the object objectives are not quite as good. But, um, but I still have to say that um, for the price, they're remarkably good already. Um, they're small and portable, so I've, uh, I'm using those introductory microscopes as travel microscopes, for example. Take them easily along. Um, they're battery-operated, so they're highly portable. And generally, the maximum mag magnification that you can achieve with those is 400 times. The largest objective is a 40 times objective, 
And uh, therefore, 40 times objective times 10 times eyepiece gives a maximum meaningful magnification of approximately 400 times, which I would say is already enough for, for many cases. Yeah. The cost uh, of those microscopes is around uh, 100 US dollars or less, or euros or, or less. And uh, in many cases, they're advertised as having a maximum magnification of 1,000 times. This is uh, basically because um, of a 25 times magnifying eyepiece, but I would uh, disregard that. Yeah. Um, I recommend those microscopes also to adults who want to try microscopy. Um, and um, yeah, maybe you are interested to keep up the hobby or maybe you're not, but it's uh, um, they're so cheap really that it's uh, simply worth a try. And, uh, and I think they're pretty fine for the price. Yeah. Intermediate microscopes are a very common category and they are quite popular among amateur and hobby microscopists and they cost from around 300 US dollars to around 500, 300 to 500 US dollars or euros. Um, and uh, there is a huge selection available here, but, and that's an important one, but many are quite similar concerning the features. They have a 4 times, 10 times, 40 times, and 100 times oil immersion objective. They have condensers, a mechanical stage, a so-called binocular head with two eyepieces. And sometimes they're also advertised as uh, having the maximum magnification of 2,500 times because of the 25 times eyepiece, but I would say that's uh, pretty irrelevant. Those microscopes are, I would say, pretty much all of them made in China. Um, yeah, that's uh, the, a very common place where microscopes are manufactured these days. And there's one important characteristic here that um, because of their relatively low cost, if something goes wrong and if something breaks, they are not serviceable. There's simply a lack of replacement parts um, and or it's simply not worth uh, servicing uh, them. Now, um, if you want to get replacement objectives, it is possible to get them, but sometimes not over the company that sold you the, or the brand that sold you the microscope, but directly from China. Um, you uh, basically visit aliexpress.com and uh, you can uh, yeah, search for microscope objectives and uh, there you might be able to find exactly the ones, exactly the ones that are on this, on your uh, microscope because indeed, um, yeah, in many cases, many of those microscopes are actually using the same objectives. Um, so I would like to move on uh, concerning the so-called high-end microscopes. Um, as I already mentioned, Nikon, Zeiss, Leica, Olympus, uh, the traditional companies, um, they're significantly more expensive. And uh, um, they do provide features that are otherwise not um, obtainable very easily. It's just, for example, face contrast microscopy. Um, I mean, sometimes it is available in some lower-cost brands as well. Um, but uh, not quite as common. DIC microscopy, that's called differential interference contrast, um, are usually can only be found on those high-end microscopes. Um, specialized uh, objectives like water immersion objectives, uh, apochromatic objectives, and so on. Yeah? And uh, some microscopes even have an electrical control, so <laughs> you'd have motors that allow you to switch uh, the objectives and focus and so on. A fluorescent microscopy is possible there. So these uh, microscopes are primarily for research applications. And uh, therefore, I would say in most cases, probably not so um, interesting for, for amateurs who would like to have a fairly, um, yeah, I would say, low-cost uh, introduction into the hobby. Yeah, these uh, companies also offer educational microscopes. 
Um, yeah, uh, but they're also quite expensive. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just to give you uh, yeah an example here, the CX23 uh, microscope from Olympus is a pretty good, pretty nice one. It only has three objectives, uh, four times, ten times, and forty times. And I got the offer from the company, and it's approximately uh, two to three times uh, um, as expensive um, as other intermediate uh, microscopes uh, that offer more features, like for example, a hundred times oil immersion objective. But uh, the mechanical quality of this uh, microscope here is, is exceptionally high, and maybe also the resale value. Yeah? So you cannot really—it's um, difficult to compare them um, a little bit. Uh, um, but generally, what I would recommend uh, is is that uh, people who wants to buy a microscope uh, um, probably start off uh, cheaper uh, first, and then as they outgrow the device, uh, then they basically uh, know much more already about the microscopy to be able to make a better decision on which microscope to buy. Yeah. So you see, uh, quality here is is not uh, really um, yeah, an issue of uh, the image quality um, or so, but simply of the features that are offered. And I also consider this to be a quality aspect. And that, last but not least, uh, another important one is, uh, is uh, serviceability. Is the microscope that you have, uh, can it be serviced uh, and maintained easily? So generally there is the saying that microscopes from the non-top brands, so basically anything much below 700 euros or US dollars, is simply they are simply not serviceable. Um, you know, either because uh, it's not worth it for cost reasons or the uh, parts are not available. And uh, there's also a lack of documentation. So um, if you have a problem with those microscopes and if you want to fix something because something yeah, needs to be maintained, um, then you essentially have to do it yourself. Now, I have to say that that uh, uh, generally, if you take care of a microscope, uh, yeah, they can last very long and there is no real need to service them. But especially if the microscope is to be used uh, over many years, so what can happen is, is that the lubric lubrication oil in the gearing of the focus and of the mechanical stage, they start to solidify, and then you need to take it apart. You need to remove the old oil, and uh, you need to clean everything, and then you need to re-oil everything. And uh, yeah, if you want to get this done by a servicing company, they, they will do that for you, um, especially if you, for example, have uh, several of those microscopes to be serviced because maybe you're um, responsible for them in a school, yeah, where you've got, I don't know, 20, 30, 50 of these microscopes standing around that have to be serviced. Um, and uh, then, of course, um, yeah, the lack of spare parts and documentation um, and serviceability becomes an issue here. Yeah? And um, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, it, it's often not necessary, but especially if you are, uh, um, if you have to maintain several microscopes or a large number of microscopes, this might become a, a, a problem. Yeah. And um, uh, just to give you another example, there are high-end uh, microscope objectives, and they, they might even one single objective might cost several thousand U.S. dollars or euros. Just the objective, not the whole microscope, just the optics, right? And uh, those objectives, uh, if uh, something goes wrong with them, if you contaminate them because you're not using it correctly, they will have to be taken apart for cleaning. Um, sometimes if the microscope is not stored properly or in a very humid environment, mold might start to grow on the optical surfaces, you know, fungus, yeah. so this has to be removed and cleaned. And in this case, uh, the objectives have to be taken apart um, and, and cleaned and serviced and put back together again. And because those ob objectives are so extremely expensive, uh, for this reason, it's worth it. Uh, yeah. Um, but for lower cost objectives, it's simply not worth it. And you, if something goes wrong, you just basically have to exchange it if you're able to find replacement objectives. Yeah? And I'm not only talking about uh, replacement objectives, used ones on eBay, but you can also, of course, buy new ones. But as I mentioned before, you might have to go directly shopping at the manufacturers uh, in China because some of the brands uh, 
Yeah, that uh, sell the microscopes uh, locally, even though they import them from from China. Um, you know, they might not have the replacement parts available. At least that's uh, a little bit has been my experience here. Yeah, so uh, you see that uh, there are so many different uh, factors to consider here, and uh, all of these issues here are summarized sometimes in one question: is, is which one's the best microscope to buy, or is this a good microscope? Yeah. And uh, my answer is as well, <laughs> it depends on really on you, where you place your own values and where you place your importance here. And uh, um, this is why it makes it so difficult. Yeah? And I uh, remember one of the, the comments that I have uh, um, received uh, is, oh, yeah, is this a good microscope? And then I basically said, well, if you use it a lot and if you're happy with it, then it's a good microscope for you. And then I said, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, I mean, is this too, am I able to get the same quality images uh, that you're getting on your YouTube videos? And then I have to say, well, actually, um, it's not really the, the microscope in this case, but simply the way that I prepared the specimen. Yeah, so, um, and I did a lot of uh, contrast enhancement in my video editing software and so on. So there were other factors involved and it's not the microscope really, but really what I have done with the video afterwards yeah, in the editing process. So you see, um, it's, uh, there are many levels, many different levels here, how this, uh, question can be answered. <laughs> and, uh, this basically means, uh, for all practical purposes is, um, maybe not uh, to overthink it too much. But maybe to start small, uh, maybe not to invest too much money at the beginning, especially if you have not uh, used microscopes before. Yeah, get yourself a reasonably cheap one, maybe not a toy microscope, but maybe an introductory one, and then maybe grow from there. Uh, start making some microscope slides, doing a little bit of uh, nature observation and so on. And then when you outgrow the microscope, then you can always, of course, upgrade it. And those high-end microscopes are so expensive anyway, some of them, that the initial investment that you made is really not... Uh, such a big uh, investment uh, seen um, concerning the, the overall price of everything. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think uh, for today I'm going to leave it at uh, at that. Um, yeah, if you have not uh, yet visited my YouTube channels that I have, uh, please do so. They're called Microbe Hunter, and the second YouTube ch YouTube channel is called Microbe Hunter Microscopy. Um, I also have a Patreon account if you want to support me. I have uh, an, an Amazon affiliate shop uh, um, as well where you can support me. Yeah, of course, uh, you can also subscribe to YouTube channels and or this podcast if you're interested. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I wish you all the best. Uh, happy microbe hunting as always and uh, see you around next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>